Okay, so let's begin. We are by Perik Chaf Beis, chapter 22, in Shmuel Aleph. And we're in middle of the story, the, really the saga, the ongoing saga of David and Shaul. Um, we've already discussed this in the past. Of course, Shaul was a great tzaddik, and yet, since he was told that the kingdom was going to leave him, and that someone else is going to be the new king of Kal Yisrael, he was affected by a ruach ro, a, a, a negative spirit, a bad spirit. Um, we can translate it however we want. The words of the Navi is a bad spirit. And it's clear that he had ups and downs. And he had days when he was fine and days that he was very sad or depressed. Um, and on those days is the days that he really waged an ongoing battle against David HaMelech, who really was his general, his son-in-law. Um, and yet... Shaul saw him as the ultimate, his the ultimate, um, um, the ultimate menace and the ultimate, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, against his kingdom, the ultimate, the ultimate threat, the ultimate threat to his kingdom, because he knew that ultimately his kingdom wasn't going to last with him. Um, so we've seen that Shaul really tried to kill David a couple of times, and that story is going to really continue um, throughout tonight's class, this, the saga of David and Shaul. Um, and this, the first parak, first chapter, chapter 22, is going to have one of the very sad stories of Tanakh, the famous stories. In fact, is it possible to ask for a Tehillim? Yeah. That would be, that would be helpful. Thank you. Um, and it's a continuation to last parak, last chapter. Because in Perak Chafal of chapter 21, we learned that when David was, one of the times when David was running away from Shoal, he came to the city of Nov. Again, this is we learned last week. He came to the city of Nov, which was the city of the Kohanim. And the Kohen Gadol in Nov was Achimelech. And thank you so much. And David comes to Nov, and there he asks for some food, and Achimelech gives him food, and David also there asks the question of the Urim Vitumim that the Kohen Gadol had about what he, should, what he should do. And he also asks for arms, and Achimelech gave him Goliath's sword. So all this happened in last week's uh, Perak. And you might recall also that there was someone there in Nov lurking, and that was Doeg. Doeg Ha'adomi, who also was one of these conflicted people. On the one hand, Doeg Ha'adomi was the head of the uh, Sanhedrin, so he was definitely a great scholar. Thank you very much. And yet, he had a wickedness to him. And he hated David. From the beginning, he hated David. And that's really where this where this uh, parak is going to go. So, parak of Beis begins. David continued his travels. And he went to a cave of a place called Adulam. And he said that his family, David's his father, his mother, Yishai, and his brothers, they were all in danger because they were all seen by the king as being rebellious to the king. So they all came to David. And also David gathered a group of people. There were people who gathered to him. You know, There were certain people that knew that he was destined to be the king. And he was surrounded by all different types of uh, just people who had nothing else in life. And it says a few hundred people gathered around David and they were called Anshe David. Um, then it says he came to Moab and he left his parents there in the care of the king of Moab, hoping that they would be safe. Then um, the king of Moab watched his parents, though according to the Gemara later, um, we never hear about Dove's parents again. The Gemara tells us that later Dove's parents were put to death by the king of Moab. So it uh, wasn't a happy part of the story either, but the Navi doesn't tell us about that here. Now, we have something interesting. In Pasuk Hay, we meet a new Navi who we never met before. In Pasuke it says, Vayomer God Hanavi el David. God the Navi 
spoke to David. And again, God, I'm pretty sure it's the first time we're meeting him in Tanakh. Um, and he is one of the Nevi'im that's going to play an important role in the life of David HaMelech. Later when David HaMelech is going to be king, when it comes to getting ready for the preparing of the Beis HaMikdash, we're going to see that there's two major Nevi'im that play a role in David HaMelech's lifetime, um, of course after Shmuel, and that's God and Nasan. But this is the first time we meet God, and God, the Navi, tells David, he says, don't, don't stay here. In the Mitsuda, the place where he was staying, in some type of a fortress, rather go to Eretz Yehuda, the land of Yehuda, the part of um, the part of Eretz Yisrael where the Shevet Yehuda lives. Of course, David comes from Shevet Yehuda. Live amongst your people, and there you're going to your tra- your Shevet, and there you will be safe. And it says that David listens, and he goes to Yar Chores, which is the forest of Chores in the section of Yehuda. Okay. Now we, the, uh, the, 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 the Navi takes us back to Shaul. Shaul's in camp, uh, his camp. And Shaul, um, Shaul hears about David and says Shaul is sitting there and Shaul is very upset and Shaul is sad. Again, he's having one of his very bad days. And Shaul tells all his people, he says, all of you people I believe are with my enemies and all of you people are with the David and with my son, because Shaul knows that his son Yonasan is David's very you know, close best friend. And he says, I, f- I fear that all of you are against me. All of you are plotting against me. Nobody cares for me. And so, so you have Doeg there. And Doeg, that is the Sanhedrin. And Doeg gets up and he starts his story. And he says, you know what? I'm your friend and I'll tell you what's going on. I saw David go to the city of the Kohanim. And this is where the, the tragedy of Nov, the city of the Kohanim, is born right now. Um, Doeg tells Talshal and Pasuk Tess, if, if there's anyone, or those of you who are following inside, he says, Raisi as ben Yishai, I saw the son of Yishai, ben Nove el Achimelech, he came to Achimelech, the Kohen Gadol and Nov. And I saw that there he asked um, questions of the Urim Betumim, and I saw that Achimelech gave him food, and I saw that Achimelech gave him a sword. So he says, yeah, you have enemies, but I'm your friend, I'm telling you who your enemies are. And Shaul calls Achimelech, the Kohen Gadol, and Shaul says, how is it that you are plotting against me? How are you joining my enemies? And I see, I heard that you took care of David. And Achimelech is shocked. He thought he was, when he was taking care of David, as far as he was concerned, he was taking care of the king's son-in-law, the king's general. He thought he was doing a service to the king. And he tells that, he tells that to Shaul. He says, isn't David the greatest of your servants? Isn't he your son-in-law? Isn't he the most respected of your men? And he says, of course, he says, uh, heaven forbid, I never would have gone against the king. But at this point, Shaul is enraged. And Shaul says, you and all of your family will all be killed. And here we have an interesting thing. Shaul commands his men, his soldiers, says, kill him and his family. Kill the coin gold and his family. And Shaul's men, no one, no one budged. Nobody would do it. Um, even though the king had just commanded them. But everyone was afraid. The coin god, all the coin godal's family, all the men, all the Kohanim. And Shoal, now he, you can imagine his rage is intensifying, and Shoal says, um, he tells Doeg, he says, you do it, you're the aide. There is a halacha that the one who witnesses is the first one who's supposed to um, be, uh, bring punishment. He says, you're the witness to the fact that these people are rebellious in me. And Doeg jumps up, and Doeg, who seems to be a mighty person also, kills all the um, Achimelech, the Kohen Gadol, and all 85 Kohanim. And Doeg himself kills all of them. And he kills all the Kohanim. And not just that, they send messengers and they put to death anyone left in that city. The entire city. The entire city is wiped out. 
And I mentioned last week that as we go through Tehillim, many times when we say the Psalms and Tehillim, the Mizmarim, we're talking about these stories that David and Malach experienced. Um, you take this story, you look at a Tehillim chapter 52, Nun Beis. So it's, And he told Shaul, In the time when Doeg um, told Shaul that David came to Achimelech, and, and David goes on in the entire chapter of Nun Beis is devoted to this, where David is, is bemoaning that terrible story when the city of Kohanim was killed because of the Lashon Hara of Doeg HaAdomi. And the entire chapter, Perak Nun Beis of Tehillim, is really devoted to this terrible story where um, Shaul HaMelech, through Doeg, because of Doeg, and through Doeg, actually puts to death the entire city of Koenim. Um, and there's actually only one Kohen who's able to escape from this. And that is the son of the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol is Avimelech. And his son is Ev Yasser. And we're going to meet Ev Yasser again later. He's going to be a Kohen Gadol later. But Ev Yasser is able to escape this massacre of all of the Kohenim. And he runs, of course, to David HaMelech. And he finds David HaMelech. And the Pasuk says in Chaf Aleph, Vayagid Ev Yasser LeDavid. Um, Ev Yasser. Tells David, Ki Harag Shaul as Kohanim Hashem. I think I've remembered that Avyasser um, tells Avimelech that Shaul killed all the Kohanim, and David feels terrible. David says, "I knew." He said, "When I was there, I saw Doeg in the background. I knew he would tell Shaul." And David never forgave himself. He felt that in some indirect way he was responsible for the death of the Kohanim. Of course, it was not his intention whatsoever. But somehow, because he came to them, and because Doeg saw, and Doeg said the Lashon Hara. So David tells Avyasar in the end of the chapter, Shva iti altira, stay with me, do not be afraid. Whoever, you're safe with me. He says, whoever is trying to hurt you is trying to hurt me. Asher yivakeshes nafshi, yivakeshes nafshecha. Whoever is looking for my, for my life is looking for your life. Kimishmeres ata imadi, I will, I undertake to guard you. And Avyasar did become attached to David and did become the Kohen Gadol later under David. And that's the end of Perik Chavbez, which, uh, the, of course, the primary part of Chavbez is the tragedy of the death of the entire city of Kohanim and the Kohen Gadol. Uh, again, Doeg is all Doeg Adomi is doing, and Doeg Adomi is the one who actually killed them um, at the behest, at the command of Shaul HaMelech. That's Perik Chavbez. Very interesting. That's a very interesting concept. There's no question. There's no question. It's remez. And you know, there's so many hints and so many allusions in the Torah. And that's a very good point. That ch- chapter Nun Beis, which is about the death of Achimelech, is the city of Nov. And Nun Beis spells Nov. And that, that's very interesting. It could even be that a commentary there on chapter Nun Beis says that. I didn't look it up. But uh, very well said. Good. MS. Okay. Let's move on to Perich of Gimel, chapter 23. 
Um, so David is on the run. David is on the run. And then David is told that the Plishtim, who are always the enemies of the Jewish people, they don't take a break. Um, they were they were fighting with the Jewish people, waging battle in a place called Keilah. I don't know if we have a modern place called Keilah, but that they're they're um, they're menacing the Jewish people in Keilah. And David asks, it says, Vayishal David Bahashem, David asks Hashem. What does it mean he asks Hashem? And the answer is because he has the 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 Kohen Gadol with him now, Evyasar, right? The one who escaped, who who's now the Kohen Gadol and is also wearing the Urim Vitumim, which is the form of Nevuah. So David asks through the Kohen Gadol, he says, Should I wage battle against these Plishtim? After all, Although David hasn't yet been instated as the king, but he's destined to be the king, so he feels this achrayis, this responsibility. Um, and he and the answer is yes. He says yes, yes, you should go and smite the plishtim and save the Jewish people from Keilah. So the the men who are with David they complain and they say, what do you mean? We ourselves are fugitives. We're running away from the Jewish king. Should we start a battle against the plishtim now? And David asks again, asks Hashem through the through the kohen gadol. And Hashem says yes. He says, "Kum raid Keila, go go um, go to Keila and wage battle. Anin no biyadacha. I will give the plishtim, the Philistines, in your hand." And that's what happened. They go to Keila, and David is able to be very victorious, even though he has just a very small band of people around him. Yet he is able to be very victorious against them. Now back to Shaul. The pasuk says, "Shaul hamalachirs." that David just waged a battle for the Jews of Keilah, and David is now in Keilah. And Shaul says, okay, this is my opportunity, because he's in the city, it's a closed city, a walled city, so I'll come and I will, um, I'll surround the city with my, um, uh, with, with my men, with my army, to try to catch David. And, and David again turns to Hashem, again with the Kohen Gadol, and he says, I hear that Shaul is running after me to Keilah, and he will destroy the entire city for me. So David asks Hashem, will the people of Keilah give me over to Shaul? Um, and will is Shaul really coming my way? So Hashem answers, yes, Shaul is coming your way. So David says, okay, so will the people of Keilah protect me or will they give me over to Shaul? And the answer is, yes, Giru, they will give you over to Shaul. So therefore David immediately um, escapes him and his men. It says at this point he has 600 men that are surrounding him. Before there was 400, seems he gained 200 somehow. But now there's there's uh, there's 600 men, and they head out of Keilah, and they go into the desert, into different areas of the desert. And he came to a place, <coughs> excuse me, called Midbar Zif. Zif was a name of a, of a people. Um, and, he, and he stayed there, in the Midbar, in the desert, around the cities of Zif. And there, the Pasuk tells us about a beautiful visit that he has. He has, we remember from previous Prakim, his close friend, the, the son of the son of Shaul, Yonasan, and uh, Pasuk Tazayin, Vayakom Yonasan ben Shaul, Yonasan son of Shaul, comes to David in that, uh, in that desert area in Zif, and he comes to strengthen him. And he says, Vayomer love, he says, Altira, do not fear David. He says, my father will not find you, will not be able to be victorious over you. You have the promise of the Navi, you will be the Melech of the Jewish people, and I wish that I should be to you a Mishnah Lamelech, a second in command. Um, and my father also knows that this is going to be. And again, once again, they have this, they make this pact, this covenant between them, David and Yonason, and Yonason goes back to his home. Now, the people from Zif 
go up to Shaul and they tell Shaul, we, we know exactly where David is. He's in the desert around where we are living. So they're, they're really informers. Now, if again, if we go look back in our Tehillim, and we go two chapters up in Nundalid of Tehillim, and perhaps next time we say Tehillim, we'll, we'll notice this better. Nundalid, it says, Minginos, a song, Bevo hazifim when the Zifim came and told Shaul, Hello, David Mistater Imanu, David is hiding with us. Elohim b'shim chaosh eni Hashem with your name save me b'gvuras chasedineni judge me with your with your gvura with your might. Point is, as we pointed out last week, the book of Tilam is really being written as all of these stories are happening. It's it's this it's the reason it's the song of davening the song of prayer because David Melech Yisrael was going through all of these tzaras and davening all of the different mizmirim of Tehillim. So. Anyways, back to our Navi. So the people from Ziv come to Shaul and they say that, um, that Shaul is with us and, Dov, and Shaul is very happy with them. He says, wow, blessed are you to Hashem that you're helping me, that you're not going with my enemies and I want you to find out exactly where they are and you know, when you come back and tell me exactly when you know where they are. And, um, and that's what happens. They go back and they send messengers and Shaul comes with his armies. And the Pasuk says, Shaul comes and they're searching for them and this is a desert and there's hills and so on. It says, Shaul is on one side of the mountain, David is on the other side of the mountain, and David is running from Shaul. And David davens to Hashem that Hashem should save him. So Hashem sends a messenger, according to some, it was a Malach, dresses messenger, that says, the Pelishtim are attacking the Jewish people, they need you. Right? You're the king, you have your army, the Pelishtim are attacking, you need to go and fight that battle. So uh, the Pasuk says, when he heard that, he left. David, Shaul left that chase, and he went to fight the Pelishtim. Um, according to the Medrashim, though, there was an interesting miracle that happened here, which is, even though the, um, the messengers came and told Shaul that the Pelishtim are chasing after you, and you have to go to them, but still, many of Shaul's men said, but let's just finish off David first. You know, we'll get to the Pelishtim soon. And as they were arguing back and forth, they were on two sides of a mountain, there was a tremendous eruption, the Medrash says, like some type, of a, some type of a volcano. And the mountain split in half. And suddenly there was a huge, um, what's the word, like a, what do you say, a ravine? Uh, chasm. Between. Chasm, right, between the two parts of the mountain. And at that point, Shaul realized that he's not going to win this battle, and he decided instead to go fight the Plishtim. So that's, uh, the Medrash says that, and the, the Medrash, in fact, says that whenever the, whenever the men of David would pass that, huge open area between those two mountains, they would make a special bracha that we make when we were when we had a nace in a certain place. When a person goes through a miracle in a certain place, so you're supposed to make a special bracha, baruch sha'asali nace b'makim hazeh, they would always make a bracha for that tremendous miracle that happened at that time. But, and that, that's the end of, um, that's the end of chapter Chav Gimel, uh, chapter 23. But it goes straight into 24, which is a continuation. Let's continue. Um, Dov, David moved on from there, and he lived in a place, or he stayed with his people in a place called In Gedi, which we have today in Israel as well, In Gedi. I'm not sure it's the same place, but it's definitely the same name. And Shaul finished that battle with the Plishtim, and he hears David is in, in, in Gedi. And Shaul continues the chase. He takes 3,000 men, and they're going to search and follow and try to catch David. Um, and here we have, again, one of the beautiful and famous stories of this saga. And that is that David, and you realize it's an important point to understand, David was a tremendous warrior, fought many battles, but he never fought against Shaul. Even though one would think, you know, David had a few hundred men, he could, he could battle Shaul and his men. 
But David, and as we'll see it again and again, had the ultimate, the utmost derecheres for Shaul. Shaul was the king, and David accept, accepted it that way. And it was a one-sided battle. It was not a two-sided battle. So here when David hears that Shaul is chasing after him, David says, let's hide. Let's hide. And they all hide in a very deep cave. That's in, this was an area of desert and caves. And they hide in a very, very deep cave. And here we have, while they're all crouched in the cave, that they hear someone is entering the cave. And who was it? They look up. It's Shaul himself. Shaul HaMelech came into the cave. And Shaul came into the cave because he had to go to the bathroom. So he went, he, he parted from his people and went into a private spot in the cave. So David and his men, a few hundred men, are bunched into the back of a cave and they see the person who's out to get them, the person who's here to kill them, is alone in the cave with them. So David's men say, this is your moment. Right? In Pasuk Hay. This is the day that Hashem promised you that I'm going to give you your enemies in your hands. You know, your, your enemy was delivered into your hands, basically. Um, but David says, no. David says, what do you mean? This is Mashiach Hashem. This is, he was anointed by Hashem to be the king of the Jewish people. I could, never, I could never harm him. But on the other hand, David wants to do something to show Shaul that he had the ability to harm him. And what David does, as the Pasuk says, in Pasuk, at the end of Pasuk Hay, that David takes out his sword and he slices off a tiny part of Shaul's garments. Shaul, Shaul didn't feel it even. Shaul had, maybe it was a loose garment, maybe it was a cape of some type. And David slices off a tiny part of the garment and takes it with him. And then um, Shaul leaves the mountain. He leaves and goes back to his people. David now comes out of the cave and sta- stands on a, in a distant area from them, but where they could see him. And David standing, and he calls their attention, and Shaul and all Shaul's men see David. And David bows to the king. And he says, he says, my, my master, he says, why do you believe anyone that would tell you that I mean something against you? He says, I want to show you. Today you were in the same cave as me, and I had my sword there, and I could have killed you in a moment. But of course I didn't touch the, I didn't let myself touch the Mashiach Hashem, the anointed by Hashem. But here, see the, the corner of your garment that's in my hands. To show, which I, which, I, which I did as a sign to show you that I had the ability with the same sword to kill you, but I didn't. And therefore, I'm begging of you, you know, to stop looking to kill me. And he says, Yishpot Hashem let Hashem be the judge between you and myself, and may Hashem avenge all evil done to me. And then David says, and this, this becomes a very famous quote in Pasuk Yudalad, he says, though you are deserving of punishment for trying to kill me and my men, but it will not come through me. And he says in Pasuk Yudalad, Kasher Yomar Mishal HaKadmoni, as the initial mushal says, the initial mushal is referring to the Torah, Merishayim Yetzei Resha, wicked should come forth from wicked people, but I will not harm you. In other words, if punishment has to be meted out to you, it's not going to come from me. Wickedness, hurtfulness comes from people who are wicked. I'm not wicked, I'm not going to hurt you. But it's interesting, he called Torah the Mishal HaKadmoni, the initial mushal, the initial metaphor. And this quote is used a lot in Hasidus and Kabbalah because Torah is a metaphor. Everything we see in Torah is a metaphor for divine wisdom and divine will and higher levels and higher levels. That's why Torah is called the mushal the ultimate metaphor. It's a, it's a metaphor that there's so much 
Um, like in every idea of Torah is uh, alludes to a higher idea and a higher thought, just like a metaphor, just like a um, just like a, a mushal. So and David continues. He says, "Who is the king of the Jewish people running after me? I'm like a I'm like a tiny mosquito, like a dead dog. Why would you run after me?" That's David's um, speech, so to speak, um, in front holding the uh, the corner of the garment that he sliced off from Shaul's garment. And when David finishes speaking, here Shaul has one of his good moments. In Pasuk Yudzayin, it says, when, when David finished speaking these words to Shaul, Shaul says, is that the voice of my son David? And Shaul started crying. And he says, David, sadik atamimeni. You're righteous, you're right, you're correct. He says, you did for me good while I'm trying to do for you bad. And now, especially when you told me today that you, you saved my life, you could have killed me. How many people are there that find their enemy in the way and they don't do them any bad? To the contrary, you repaid my badness with good. And Shaul says, he says, Va'ata, in Pasuk Chafalaf, Va'ata hine yadaiti, the truth is that I know ki timlech, that you will ultimately be king. V'kama biyodcha mamleches Yisrael, the kingdom of the Jewish people will, will continue in your hands. And I'm begging from you, Shaul tells David, swear to me that you won't destroy my children. And you won't destroy my name and the name of my home, of my, of my father. So here, the, in a sense, the tables are turned. Shaul, who's the Melech, but is, is recognizing here verbally that David will be the next Melech and asking David to swear to him that he won't destroy Shaul's descendants. In the Pasuk, the, the chapter finishes, Vayishava David Lashaul, David swore to Shaul, and that whatever Shaul asked, David swore that he, that he would not hurt Shaul's descendants. Vayilach Shaul al Shaul went back to his home. The David David and his men, all of them, they were able to come out of the cave, out of the hiding, for the time being. So that was a, a good ending to one to one story, but in no way is that the end of the general story. Um, but that's over there. I want to point out um, what's an interesting thing that it says in Mefarshim. That is, that there was something very symbolic that happened here. Shoal, uh, I'm sorry, David, with his sword, sliced off a part of Shoal's garment. Let's think about that. When else did it was a garment ripped? Right? Back in Navi, um, most of you I can't see you, so I don't know if you have the answer. But back, back in Navi, when remember when Shmuel told Shaul that you're not going to be the king after the story of Amalek, that Hashem removed the kingdom from you. So remember, Shaul reached out to grab Shmuel's garment. And ripped and Shmuel, and Shmuel turned to go away from him. Shaul ripped Shmuel's garment, and it was at that point that Shmuel turns to Shaul and says, "Just as you have ripped my garment from me, Hashem has ripped the Malchus from you, the kingdom from you." That's when he was punished. That's when he was told you lost your kingdom. Now it's David Hamelach who's going to be the next king who rips his garment. Right, Shaul ripped Shmuel's garment, and Shmuel said, now Hashem ripped the kingdom from you. Now it's David who ripped Shaul's garment. And says the, says, says the Mepharshim, that's why it's now that Shaul turns around and says, I know that you're going to be the next king. You're, you, you're the, the fulfillment of that prophecy. I ripped Shmuel's garment, and that's, at that point Shmuel told me that the Malchus was being taken from me. Now that you're the one who ripped my garment, I know that you're going to be the next king. And that's when he asks him to make that Shvua, that though he's going to be the next king, he won't take it out against Shaul's descendants. And David, of course, makes that Shvua. And that's the end of Perich of Dalar, chapter 24. Pasuk Chafhei, I'm sorry, Perich Chafhei, chapter 25. 
um, starts with a very sad pasuk. Um, and that is that there's someone who sort of we haven't heard about in a long time, at least not in the Navi. Vayama Shmuel. It's, as if, it's, a, it's at this point that Shmuel passed away. Um, Shmuel, the great Navi of Hashem, who we learned really the whole book that we're learning is called Sefer Shmuel. He's the one who anointed Shaul initially. He's the one who was then the Navi to tell Shaul that the kingdom was taken from him. He's the one who anointed David Hamelach. Shmuel was the great Navi of Hashem, and we, we, we discussed Shmuel at length, I'm not going to go over, we discussed what it says, written that in certain ways Shmuel, his greatness was equal to Moshe and to Aaron. Um, and Shmuel passes away at this point, the Jewish people gathered, they mourned him, and he was uh, buried in Ramah, um, and, uh, and really it doesn't say much about it right here, but it said, at this point this is when Shmuel passed away. Um, I saw there are certain Mepharshim that say that really what caused Shmuel's death was when he heard that Nov, the city of Kohanim, was killed. He suffered terribly, he became very ill, and he passed away from that. He never recovered from that terrible um, piece of news that came to him over the death of the city of the Kohanim. Um, be that as it may, Shmuel passes away at this point. He was 52 years old. We discussed that at some point. His, uh, although the, the Navi doesn't say his yard site, what day he passed away, tradition has it that it was on the 28th day of the month of Iyar, Chavches Iyar, um, which is not long ago, last month, the end of the month of Iyar, where Shmuel passed away. Pasa continues, David uh, gets up and he goes off to the Midbar Parah, and he goes, uh, goes off to hide in a Midbar. And again, the Mepharshim say that when Shmuel, oh, Mepharshim say something interesting, before Shmuel passed away, he told all of the people around him who the next king was going to be. He had never told anyone. Right? He anointed David, and, and the only ones who saw that was David's brothers. But before he passed away, David, Ashmuel told people that David is going to be the next king, and David was fearful that this would once again uh, awaken the anger um, and jealousy of Shaul. So at this point, again, David moves off to a desert. Okay, then we have, for the remainder of this parak, from the remainder of the chapter, a very interesting, or even, even bizarre story, but an important story of Tanakh. That is the story of Novel, Novel and Avigail. And um, to make a long story short, the story of Novel is Novel was a bad man. He was a very wicked person, a very self-centered person, wealthy person, selfish, and um, a miser. And his wife, Avigail, was a tzaddikis. Not only a tzaddikis, we discussed once upon a time that there are, and the Gemara tells us about seven women who are prophetesses. We're Nevi'ais, and one of them is Avigail. This Avigail, who we're going to learn about in this parak, we're not going to learn much about her, but we're going to—the first time we're introduced to her—and she is one of the Nevi'ais of Klal Yisrael, and she's married to a very wicked man. That's the story of the—that's the story. So basically, we have this man Novel, and Novel is, actually comes from a good ancestry. His great grandfather is Kaliv, Kaliv ben Yefuna who we might know from this week's Chumash that we read in uh, Chitas or in Shul this week. Kaliv was uh, one of the 12 spies, right? The good one, the good spy. Um, Kaliv was also the brother-in-law to Moshe Rabbeinu, the uh, husband to, to Miriam. So Kaliv is the great-grandfather of this novel, this, this novel character. Anyhow, so Novel and has his men and so on, and they're in the same area where David and his men are hiding out. David has his band. The last time we checked, there were 600 men in David's group. And they're, they're in the Midbar, they're in the desert. And Naval is a, a wealthy person in the desert as well. And David 
and his men are very nice to Novel's men whenever they meet and whenever they take care of them and they wash over them and they guard them. And it's at this point that David doesn't have food for his people. He doesn't. He literally, they don't have food for his, for his men. So David sends messengers to the house of Novel. It says he sends in ten messengers and he says, he gives them brachas. He says, peace unto you and peace unto your home and everything. And we're asking that you give us food. You give us food for us and our men. He asked for a certain amount of food. And according to the Medrashim, actually, it was, it was Erev Rosh Hashanah. It was right before Rosh Hashanah. It was before Yom Tov. And he's asking for food. And he says, you know, we're on good terms and my men take care of your men and so on. And we're asking for food. And Novol sends them away. He, 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 uh, he laughs from them. He derides them. Um, and he says, who are you? Who's David and who's Ben Yishai? Me, David. Me, Ben Yishai. Who is he? He says, today there's so many servants who just um, rebel against their masters. Who is this David? Why would I give him anything? I will give him my bread and my water? And according to, uh, according to Rashi and other Mepharshim, he does, didn't just laugh from that, he laughed from Shmuel Anavi. He said, what do I care that he was anointed by Shmuel? As far as I'm concerned, he's a servant. Let him die. I'm not giving him any food. And Novel sends the messengers away with great um, derision. And they turn around, they leave. And David hears this, and David gets extremely angry. Um, after all, first of all, David knows that this person knows that he was anointed by Shmuel HaMelech to be the king of Klal Yisrael, which means that this person now is a Moray B'Malchus, is rebelling in the king. And not just that, David had taken care of this man. And David had taken care of his shepherds and his, and his people, and now he turns around in that way. And David says, tells his people, we're going, we're going to destroy this entire family. This entire, Novel and his men, we're going to destroy all of them. And here is when the Eshes Chayil comes into the picture, Avigayil. And Pasik Yudalid, again, we meet her for the first time. Ula Avigayil Eshes Novel. Avigayil was the wife of Novel, and she got a message of what's going on. It says, it says there was one of, her, one of the servants told her. He says, David um, had sent messengers to your husband, he was asking for food, and your husband sent them away scornfully. And David's on the way now. And in fact, the, the child said, this David and his men, they were our protectors throughout the time in, in the desert. But now he says, David is on the way with his men and um, it doesn't look good. So in Pasuk Yudches, we have Avigail's, um, what she does, it says she gathers quickly, it says 200 loaves of bread and, she, and, and, and uh, barrels of wine and sheep and, and bread and she brings, and, and, and 200, um, what is it, uh, figs, or, or, or dates, or figs, and she puts them on donkeys, and she tells her servants, says, come quickly, come quickly, we have to go greet David. And she didn't tell her husband, Novel, about this whole thing, obviously. And she's riding on the donkey, it says, and she comes in the, uh, she's going to the mountains, and she meets, and she meets David. And she tells, she t- basically she says, she says, um, she basically apologizes. She gets off her donkey. She says, this entire gift is for you. She says, don't think about this man, this evil man, talking about her husband. Um, don't worry about him. He's, his, his name is Novel, and that's how he asks, acts. The word Novel is like a lowlife. The word Novel, Novella, um, is to act in a very low way. And she says, this is him. She says, don't think about him. She says, he says, thank God that you don't have to come to killing people. She says, you're going to be a king. You're going to be the king of the Jewish people. You don't need it on your record that you killed out an entire family because they didn't feed you. He says, whatever he's worth it, Hashem will take care of him. He says, you should you know, put away your sword 
and and he says it's it's sana and, and just carry the sin, you know forgive the sin of your of your of your servants and your maidservants, um, and and let let Hashem take care of your enemies. Why should you have blood on your sword? And there, here actually she says in Pasuk, if again Pasuk Chavtes, she says people have chased you and you've always been victorious. And she says there, here now a, a phrase that's become a very important phrase for all of history. She says, nefesh hachayim The soul of my master, meaning David, is tied up in the bond of life with Hashem. Um, and that actually is on every headstone, on every matseva after a person passes away. Um, in the cemetery, you'll see the, there's like five letters on the bottom of a tombstone. Tof nun tzadik beiz hei, which comes from this pasuk. Tehei nafshot tzrora b'tzror hachayim. That may their soul be bound up in the bond of life, which is which is in Hashem. And that comes from this Avigail, right here in Shoftim, uh, in Shmuel, that is. She's the one who coined the phrase, and this became the phrase that we wish for every person that when they pass on, that their soul should be bound up in the eternal bond of life of Hashem. And she says to David HaMelech, you are that way. Your, your soul is always going to be bound up with Hashem. All of your enemies are going to be you know, destroyed. And therefore, again, she just she begs for the life of her husband, basically. And she goes, she's she's quite uh, effusive in these in the, her requests. And that goes until Pasuk Lamed Beis. And there, David tells Avigail, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, that you met me. She says, Baruch Hashem, that Hashem sent you, and uh, you're so wise and blessed be you that you withheld me from 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 shedding blood today. Um, she says, if you wouldn't have come, she said nobody would be left alive over here. And David takes from her hands the gifts that she gave him, and he takes it, gives it to his men, and they return to their place. But the pastor continues and says, Abigail comes back home, and she, she meets her husband, Novel, and actually he's dead drunk. <laughs> That's what it says. He says he was partying that night, so she couldn't even talk to him. He was, he's dead drunk. She didn't tell him anything until the morning. In the morning, when he sobered up, she tells him the whole thing, the story that happened. She says, you know, you were not going to make it through the night. And I went and I, and I really re- redeemed your life. And it says, he became so fearful, the, the wording of the Pasuk is, Vayamas libo bekirbo, his heart died in him, out of dread. And he didn't know, maybe he would be killed the next day, because he realized that he had really messed up this time. And here the Pasuk says, ten days later, Novel died. Vayikaseras hayamim, ten days later, Vayigof Hashem and Hashem um, um, put Novel to death. Um, you'll recall at the beginning I said the Midrashim say that the when David was asking for the feast was Rosh Hashanah. Ten days later is Yom Kippur. The Midrashim say he was given ten days to do tshuva, the Asaris made tshuva, and he did not. He died a wicked man. Um, on Yom Kippur, this was Novel. And here we have a very amazing ending to this story. David hears that Novel died. Um, and David, first of all, thanks Hashem again that he didn't have to put anyone to death. Hashem took care of all the business. But then David sends messengers to Abigail, and he wants to marry her. David recognized in Abigail her chachma, her holiness, her wisdom, and the fact that she was a neviah. Now, how a neviah wound up with such a husband, I don't know. But David recognized all that and sent his messengers to Abigail, and he asked her if she would marry him. And she, when she hears this, she stands up and she bows, and she says, I'll be a maidservant to the king, to David. But she comes... And Abigail is brought to David, and Abigail does marry David Amelach, and he becomes David Amelach's. She becomes David Amelach's wife. Um, you'll recall 
David HaMelech was already promised a wife, and that was the, from last time, first the older da- daughter of Shaul, and then the second daughter of Shaul, which was Michal. Um, and David had married the younger daughter, so there was Michal. Of course, at this point in history, it was permitted for a man to be married to more than one wife, just like Yaakov Avinu. Um, the prohibition against marrying one wife, more than one wife, didn't happen until much later. And David, so David married to Michal. David is married to Avigail. And there's a third wife also, the Pasuk says, which at least we don't know much about, um, Achinoam from Yisrael, and she was an additional wife to David. However, the only two wives that were with David is this Avigail and Yisrael. Michal is with her father, Shaul. Right? You'll recall, remember Shaul, Shaul sent to kill David, and, and Michal helped David escape, but Michal stayed in the palace, stayed there. Now, in fact, at the end of this parsha, par- uh, it says that Shaul takes his daughter Michal, who he had given to David, and gives her to a different man, Palti ben Laish. But here we have, famously, the Gemara says, and the Medr says, that this Palti ben Laish never had relations, never had marital or intimate relations with Michal, because Palti ben Laish knew that she is David's wife. And ultimately, she's going to come back to David. Um, and did not have relations with another man at all. So at this point, David is married to Michal, the second daughter of Shaul. He's married to this Nevia, Avigail, and this other person, Achinoam. Uh, is that the name? Um, yes, Achinoam, um, again, who we know very little about. And that is the end of Perak Chafei, chapter 25. And I want to squeeze in one more chapter. Again, we're trying to finish the Sefer next week. So let's do chapter 26, Chafei. Um, the Zifim, our good friends, again come to Shaul, and they tell Shaul, we have a new location on David. Right? This is an ongoing saga, an ongoing battle, ups and downs. And it's again the Zifim. Remember, we read before from chapter 54 of Tehillim that David talks about the Zifim who are coming to Shaul. Here they come again, in the beginning of chapter 26. And they tell um, Shaul, we know a new lo- we have a perfect location for your enemy, for David. And Shaul gets up, and he comes to the Midbar Zif, this, uh, the desert of Zif, and again, 3,000 warriors, and they're looking for David. Um, and it says that they're encamped in one area, and David's in another area, and David sends some of his uh, spies to see, and he sees that, that, that Shaul is there again, that Shaul is there. And David is able to go to a high vantage point, and he's able to see where Shaul and his men are gathered. Now, Shaul is there with his general. Shaul's general is, as he was before, Avner ben Nair. Avner ben Nair was Shaul's general. Um, and David is able to see from his vantage point that Shaul is surrounded by men. And in the middle is Shaul and Avner, the general. And they're all sleeping. David sees that mysteriously, somehow, all of the soldiers and all the guards, everyone fell asleep. And obviously this is an act of Hashem that he puts everyone into this very deep slumber. And David turns to his men and he says, who's going to come with me? I want to go down to show. David himself. He turns to, to uh, the men that were with him. And um, one of the people there, his name is Avishai. Avishai, son of Tsruya. Now, we're going to get to know Yoav ben Sruya. Yoav ben Sruya is going to be David's general. Avishai ben Sruya is Yoav's brother. So Avishai, who's also a mighty man, also a great warrior. So Avishai, brother of Yoav, tells uh, David, I'll come. 
And that's what happens. So David leaves all his men behind, and they approach the encampment where Shaul is there, surrounded by his men, and they're all sleeping. And they come to the they come to Shaul's compound or whatever it is, or their encampment, and Shaul is sleeping in the middle of a circle, and his his, his uh, spear is uh, how do you say is in the ground is uh, is uh, wedged in the ground at his head. And Avner, the general, and, and everyone is sleeping around them. And here again, we have a similar interchange like we had earlier in the cave. Avishai tells David, now's your moment. Hashem, Hashem has saved you. Here you have your enemy. He's trying to kill you. He's in front of you. He's asleep. In one moment, you can be finished, you can be finished with him. In fact, in fact, Avishai says, let me do it. Avishai says, give me, a, give me permission. I'll take my sword. I will kill Shaul. And that's the end. And David doesn't let. Vayomer David, Pasuk Tas, Vayomer David al-Avishai, al-Tashchisayu, did not in any way destroy the king. Who could, who could, um, who could um, raise their hand against Mashiach Hashem, the one anointed by Hashem? Vayomer David, David says, I swear that I will never kill him. Um, it will come a day he'll die, naturally he'll die in battle, but not me. Chalila lima Hashem, heaven forbid that I should, uh, should stretch out my, my, my hand against the anointed one of Hashem. And he says, instead, take, let's take Shaul's spear. Take this spear and take the bottle of water at his, uh, at his head and let's go. And that's what they do. They take, the sw- they take the spear and they take the water and they go and they go back to their encamp and everybody was in this deep slumber. Nobody saw them. Nobody heard them. Everyone is sleeping. The Pasuk says, Ki tardemas Hashem. In Pasuk Yudbeis, Nafla Aleim. It was a, a deep sleep that Hashem uh, made befall, fall over them. So David goes far away from them, goes up to a mountaintop that's not far. And again, he calls out to them. Vayikra David Ala'am. David calls out to them and to Avner Benir, the general. And he says, General, what kind of a general are you? Weren't you supposed to be guarding the king? You weren't guarding the king. Someone could have come and killed your king. He says, the truth is, he says, Avner, you're, you're really culpable of the, of the death penalty, that you fell asleep while you're supposed to be guarding the king. You did not guard your master, Mashiach Hashem, the anointed of Hashem. And now look, he says, look at everyone, I'm holding the spear of the king. That means that I was just there by the king's head and I, took, I had the spear in my hands. And again we have Vayakir Shaul is called David. Shaul recognizes the voice of David. And again Shaul is, is moved to mercy. And he says, Akol chazeb David, is this the voice of you, my son David? And Vayomer David, David says, Kol, yes, it's my voice, Adoni Amalach, my master, the king. And David says, why are you running after me? What did I do to you? How did I ever do bad to you? He says, if I ever did bad to you, I asked Mechila. If there are cursed people, that told you negative things about me, and they're making and they're chasing me away from uh, chasing me away from being with Hashem. He says, "May, may they be cursed." And David Malach says something interesting. He says that they're may, they're chasing me away from being with Hashem. And as the Rashi says, David was saying, "Because now I can't live in Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is the place where Hashem is most revealed, and I want to be in Eretz Yisrael. But because I'm always running, I have to be in all these different places and these different deserts." So, so, so Shaul answers, and again, Shaul, again, he's, he's, he says, shuv bini David. Again, I sin to you, my son David. He says, and I promise not to do bad to you anymore. And I see especially how I was precious in your eyes, and you didn't hurt me when you could. I've been silly, I've been very silly. 
And David says, uh, and David says, <laughs> what did she say? He says, I, and, and David says, I have your spear. Send over one of your men. I'll give him your spear. And um, and that's what he did. And Shaul sends one of his men. And, and and David says, Hashem should just see this. Hashem should see my righteousness, my honesty, that at this day I definitely could have hurt you, but I did not. And just like you were special or, or, or sacred in my eyes today, that I wouldn't hurt you in the same way, may I be sacred to you, that you shouldn't hurt me. Um, Shaul finishes, tells David, Baruch Bni, blessed are you, my son David. Um, you'll, I'm sure that you'll continue, you'll be successful. David went on his way, and, um, and Shaul went on his way. And that's the end of Perik Chavav, chapter 26. Again, I think we'll stop here. And there's a few more chapters, I think, through 31. Believe another, we'll try to do that next Monday night. Bezras Hashem.